0: Recognized nationally for excellence in clinical care, Lord's Health System. It's time for Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. Overweight and obese patients can face worse side effects and survival odds than others with the same cancer. But at Lords Health System, we're here to help those patients get better care, become healthier, and live longer. My guest today is Dr. Edward Fernandez. He's a hematologist, oncologist at Lords Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fernandez. Tell us a little bit about the relationship between being physically active or being obese and cancer.
1: Well, I think in the scope of uh, when patients uh, are being treated, uh, physical activity, I think, is the, the least of their concerns, um, But it is an important aspect of their care uh, in the short term and in the long term. I think in the short term, it improves mood and uh, the sort of uh, uh, general belief that if you, if you keep moving and keep doing, you're going to feel better. And I think that's overall the, the short-term benefit. I think in the long term, it's an important aspect of uh, overall health and, and actually impacts on survival in the scope of uh, helping people maintain weight, um, and uh, studies have borne that out, that people who are physically active and have an ideal body weight are definitely uh, surviving longer than, than patients who are obese and uh, sedentary.
0: Do we know if there's any relationship between physical activity or being fit and cancer risk? Uh,
1: and I think the, the, the issue is that all, all good habits have a, an overall benefit um, in, in uh, preventing cancer and even when, when people are diagnosed with cancer, uh, exercise and a good diet uh, clearly impact on uh, tolerability of side effects uh, and in the long-term survivability.
0: So what do you tell patients when they say, okay, that's the last thing I'm thinking of. I'm going through treatment. I'm sick. I don't feel well. How do you give them that encouragement and that motivation to try and take walks to do something that's healthier for them?
1: Well, it usually actually comes uh, from the family. And uh, sometimes uh, it actually is a point of uh, some stress between the the patient and the caregiver uh, because it is very difficult for someone who is uh, undergoing treatment to physically feel like uh, exercising in any manner. And I, and I think the important aspect isn't, hey, uh, you should go to the gym and work out for 30 minutes or 40 minutes. It's really incorporating normal activities and exercise in the things you would normally do, such as walking, uh, doing your daily routine in the scope of uh, gardening uh, and, and shopping, and things like that. I think that's the most someone can expect to really feel up to doing when they're in the midst of uh, active therapy. So I don't, I don't really push uh, a strenuous exercise program uh, in the midst of uh, active treatment. That's a little bit different after they're done because uh, it, it is, uh, uh, I think, uh, a time of recovery that they should start at that point, considering to do more, more physical activity than they would normally do during treatment.
0: So what about an obese patient, Dr. Fernandez? Is treatment more difficult for someone, and is that not the time to try and lose weight at the same time?
1: Yeah, I think taking on too many, uh, too many uh, challenges is, is overwhelming. So uh, the issue of obesity, uh, I think, from my standpoint in the scope of being treated uh, for whatever cancer uh, is secondary. Um, I think it's getting through that initial period of treatment and then after recovery, what things people can do to lower the risk of a recurrence. Uh, and in the scope of uh, what people sort of think about, they all think about of uh, supplements and things like that, uh, one thing they can easily control is the exercise and their eating habits. And, and clearly studies have borne out uh, the science of why... Uh, people who are overweight and don't exercise have a a worse outcome than uh, people who are more physically fit or, or near their ideal body weight.
0: So what do you tell people about getting into an exercise routine, even if it's not a strenuous one? What do you tell them is enough to do to at least give them that little bit of an extra edge?
1: Yeah, it's a, That's a difficult call because it's, uh, everybody's different, so there is not a, really a standard. Um, but I, I kind of tell people uh, to try and incorporate exercise in their daily activities. So instead of parking close to the entrance, if they feel up to it, maybe park a little further. Uh, take the stairs, uh, those kind of things. Get out, uh, get a little bit of sun, get a little bit of uh, uh, activity, fresh air, uh, take a walk in the woods. Uh, is always a uh, kind of a a, a nice uh, activity to to freshen up the mind and, and recover from uh, stress and worry.
0: And if somebody says to you, "Well, I have these limitations," or maybe they've recently. Had surgery. Are there other things that you recommend that they do along with their treatment to help them get through it? Whether it be yoga or meditation or nutritional things to think about.
1: Yeah, there's a there's sort of an entire spectrum of uh, uh, complementary uh, treatments and therapies that uh, we try and uh, recommend to patients uh, when they're undergoing therapy. Uh, we have the wellness center at Lords that uh, is sort of uh, place where patients can get uh, information regarding nutrition, exercise, uh, they have a massage, therapeutic massage, yoga, and I think those are all important aspects of somebody's recovery and well-being. I uh, I think sometimes it's sort of uh, difficult to overcome apprehensions about those type of uh, things that are not considered uh, mainstream, but I think uh, they are a vital component of overall health, and uh, recovery.
0: And do people ask you for nutritional advice during treatment? If they're going through chemotherapy, maybe they're nauseous a lot, or radiation, do they ask you what they should be doing nutritionally to help them along?
1: Yeah, they certainly do. Um, unfortunately, there isn't a one-plant-fits-all, one and I think it's uh, dependent on uh, what, what particular uh, side effects they are having that uh, mandate what they should do in the, in the scope of uh, adjusting their diet. I think calorie intake is uh, an important aspect of uh, good health um, and a balanced diet. There there really isn't a specific um, diet in the sense of, hey, you need to eat this amount of uh, fruits and vegetables or avoid red meat versus uh, fish and things like that. I think it's... Uh, very difficult to, to make uh, significant dietary changes in the midst of everything else that's going on. So I think it's sort of uh, a basic hey, you need to eat well um, and balance your diet with everything that you know is supposed to be good for you and try and avoid uh, the typical processed uh, snacks and fast food kind of things that uh, are not going to be uh, overall good for you in the short term or in the long term.
0: In the last few minutes, Dr. Fernandez, give your best advice about people going through chemotherapy, radiation, treatment for various cancers, and what you want them to know about remaining physically fit or getting a little bit more fit and exercise than they did before their treatments.
1: Yeah, so I think uh, there's always uh, different groups. So there's the group that's always been healthy, and, and they tend to remain focused and, and do the best they can in the scope of uh, Maintaining a, a good diet and exercise while they're undergoing therapy. Uh, there's the in-between group that needs a little bit of encouragement, um, and and they often will kind of follow advice. And then there's a the group that's never really exercised. And then I think it has to be internalized. You know what your uh, ultimate goals are in, in treatment and and after treatment. Uh, how how you're going to uh, adapt your your um, dietary habits and your exercise into your daily routine, uh, in the hopes that uh, it's going to potentially uh, give you a better survival and a better recovery and uh, and function after treatment. Um, so it's really it, you can advise, but I think until it's internalized by those uh, individuals who are not used to exercising or eating well, it's it's a it's a, a somewhat of a uphill battle sometimes. To uh, really stress the importance of uh, weight control and, and exercise.
0: And Dr. Fernandez, why should listeners come to Lord's Health System for their care?
1: Well, I think we have a family approach to care that uh, we 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 take care of patients like they were our family. Um, I I always uh, tell people that the recommendations I'm making are the recommendations I would give to anybody in my family, uh, and that's important. I think. Uh, the other is uh, compassion. We, we, I think, stress the uh, humanistic aspect of care, which in, in this world of uh, science and advancement, I think, often gets forgotten. And I think uh, we also tend to look at the whole person in the scope of not only the, the particular disease they're being treated for and the treatments they're getting, uh, but what other aspects are uh, affecting their quality of life uh, and how we can improve that, whether it be through the Wellness Center, or uh, just uh, spending the time to, to talk things out.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Fernandez, for being with us today. It's great information. You're listening to Lord's Health Talk. And for more information, you can go to LordsNet.org. That's LordsNet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.